You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome to our broadcast today. We continue with our teaching that we started last week. Um, usually by this time of the year, we normally have our Thanksgiving service, but um, we're going to have it at a proper time promise you. But today we're going to continue with what we're talking about, layers of victory. I hope you've had time to really like go back through the message and listen to it and also uh, meditate on it and apply it in your life. Okay, So important that we apply the Word of God. Don't allow the Word of God to remain just theory. The reason God gives us His Word is so that we can now apply it in our lives. Okay? He wants us to apply it in our lives so that our lives can be different, our lives can improve, and um, we will be changed. The more we apply the Word of God, the more our lives change. So we're going to continue. Uh, last week we talked about the layers I gave you. I gave you four layers of victory that God has, um, has put in you, uh, all for you. He has laid them up all for you. And so you have no excuse. Actually, there is no child of God that is destined for failure. Not, not one, no one, none of us irrespective of whatever field it is God has called you to function in. I want you to know that the Word of God is true when He says you shall be the head and not the tail. Okay. He, he, he has given you so much. He has invested so much. He has gone all the way to make available to us all that we need. All that we need in order to experience His Word, to experience His promises, to experience the manifestation, the manifestation of His Word. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1. That's where we started from. In Genesis chapter 1, um, from verse 26, then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, right? Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle and all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So remember, we said that God, in, our, in the way he made us, we were configured for victory. We were configured for dominion. Dominion is part of your, your being. It's in the core of your being. All right? So God has already created you to dominate every situation, to dominate every circumstance. And, and to, to be able to stand at the top, to rise up to the top. It doesn't matter how disadvantaged you are. 
the mistake we make a lot of times is that we, make, we spend time meditating on our disadvantages. We spend so much time meditating on what we don't have or what it appears as though we don't have. Okay? We, 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 we spend so much time looking at how Maybe some other person is ahead of you and you think you are behind or you think you were not treated fairly. And, you know, we, just, we, we, waste, we are just wasting our energy, I'm telling you, when we do that. Okay? We're wasting our energy when we do that. Instead of, instead of meditating on that, instead of spending time on that, go back to the Word of God. Go back to the Word of God. Go back to how He made you, for instance. Go back to how He made you and say, okay, fine. I was made in God's image after His likeness. Has God got any record of defeat? Now, if God doesn't have any record of defeat, all right, then it means that there is no defeat in my life. I refuse to accept defeat. Does God have any record of failure in his, in his existence, in his entire existence? If God doesn't have any record of failure, I also um, can, can stand confidently and expect to overcome whatever it is that has come against me. Okay? So you need to have that kind of mindset. You need to, to approach things like that. You, you are already at, uh, at an advantage position, at the advantage position where you, God has put so much in you. Come on, you have his DNA in you as well. You know? So there is just no excuse. Honestly, there's no excuse. There's no reason. There's no reason. Yeah. We face setbacks, and that is normal. It's normal life on earth. We're living in a fallen world. Remember that. We're living in a fallen world. So because we're living in a fallen world, there will be opposition. There will be resistance. There will be sometimes um, attacks, okay, antagonists. There, there, some people will be stirred up to... to, 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 to uh, antagonize you and all of that, but don't ever make the mistake of approaching those experiences as if you have been uh, you are being victimized. Don't ever think like that. God has never thought like that, and so you must not think like that. Remember, you've been given the mind of Christ. You've been given the mind of Christ. Christ never saw himself as a victim. Even when he was going to be killed, even when he was going to the cross, remember, he laid his life down. He says, I lay my life down. He was being taken. He was being harassed. He was being persecuted. And all of that, he didn't even pay attention to that. He just went. He just continued with the plan, with the Father's plan. That was what mattered the most. The Father's plan uh, took preeminence in his mind over his feelings, over his experiences, over what people did to him. The Father's purpose 
the father's assignment upon his life was what consumed him till the very last breath that he took on the cross. All right, so we need to have that kind of thinking and we need to approach things like that. There is, you are already a, a, a victor from, from the beginning, from the time God created you. Okay, so we looked at that and then also God blessed us. He blessed us. That blessing, he blessed them. Uh, verse 28, he blessed them and, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So the blessing of God, the empowerment of God, wipes away every excuse. <laughs> it eliminates every excuse. All right, Because when you stand before God, in heaven one day, uh, God is going to show you, look at, I made you like this. This is what I invested into you. When I said I blessed you, this is what I put into you. This is what you could have achieved with this blessing. Or this is what you could have achieved just with my image and likeness. This is what could have happened in your life if you had maximized that. This is what would have come out of it. And, and, and Oh, many people are going to be full of regrets. I mean, I believe we will all be full of regrets when we look back. So I don't know about you. I'm trying to minimize my regrets. So I want to go back into the Word of God and start looking into the perfect law of liberty to see myself, to see myself and now begin to interpret my life and my situations according to the word of God. Okay, so, so God has given you, he has, he has laid so many layers of victory. As a matter of fact, I was meditating this morning, you know, and a thought came to me that God is a super layer. In other words, he is so good at laying things, all right? And, and my mind was scanning through so many aspects of life and the scriptures and so on. And I could see so many layers everywhere around in the, in, in the scriptures. So I, I, then, it, then it just came to my mind, God is a super layer. So he has laid up victories, layers of victory for you. Layers of victory. So unless you surrender, Unless you throw in the towel, if you stay in the game, if you stay in the game, believe you me, you will end up on the winning side. You will end up with the medal if you stay in the game. Many people get out of the game. That's why they lose. It's not because. It's not because they are not capable. It's not because God did not lay victories for them. But it's because they threw in the towel. And so I want to encourage you, don't throw in the towel no matter what. No matter what. Don't give the enemy the privilege of celebrating. Don't give him that privilege. He doesn't deserve it. Okay? Yes, he doesn't deserve it. 
All right. So um, we talked about that and then um, also the thoughts of God. We said that the thoughts of God also is another layer of victory because the thoughts he thinks towards us are thoughts of good and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. Okay, Give us an expected end. And that expected end, we know what it is. It's victory. Then not only that, God also went, went a long way to also prepare a community of support, a support system, a support structure. Put that in your life. Every single one has that. You have one or two people, at least, that will support you, stand by you. Okay, so we, 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 there are, there is victory in that. One shall put to flight a thousand, two, ten thousand. God work that out, you know, and, 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 so there is no reason for failure. There is no reason. There is no reason for you to feel defeated. It doesn't matter what life brings at you. And you know, the sad thing is that there are many unbelievers who don't have the Word of God, who don't have the Scriptures, but they have the right mindset. They have the right attitude. And so they are able to go through the challenges of life and then come out victorious in many cases. Then those who are the custodians of the, 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 the message of the kingdom, those who are custodians of the word of God, those who are custodians and ambassadors for Christ, are languishing. Meanwhile, those who don't have any covenant right, they don't have any covenant right to the word of God, to the name of Jesus, to the covenant, the new covenant, they don't have that. And yet, they seem to be excelling. Why? Because God's people have not learned. They have not learned to apply, apply the principles of God's word. Okay? There are layers of victory. And I can give you several layers. <coughs> Just, excuse me. There are, there are several layers of victory. <coughs> yeah. So, now I want, to take, I want to take a different turn a little bit. Okay, talking about layers of victory. You realize that you were conceived. You realize that you were conceived a champion. Yes, you were. Out of the billions of spermatozoa that, that were released, okay, and were racing to get into the egg, to, 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 to fertilize the egg, you were the one that won. So you are one in a billion. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Or you are one among billions. So, your, your conception alone, biologically, I'm speaking now, biologically. Okay, those of you that have done basic science, basic biology, you know, you should know that. So, biologically, you were conceived 
a victor. So just by your conception alone, you, 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 you have what it takes. So apart from what God did, okay, in the beginning, I'm talking about in, you know, just your conception. You, you, you won. So I wanted to just hit your chest and say, well done, you did it. <laughs> Amen. Yes, you did it. Yeah. So don't think that you cannot repeat it again. All right. If you did it in the womb, you can do it again in real life. If you did it in the unseen, you can do it in the visible. Okay? Yes. So, bear that in mind. Think about that very well. That is how you came to be because you won. You defeated the rest. The rest are non-existent. Why? Because you took the stage. You took, you, I mean, you won. And if you, if, you, if, you are, if you are a twin, that means you both did it <laughs> at the same time. Uh, you both won the rest. All right. So I want you to know that. And let that consciousness sink deep down in you. Let it sink deep down. Don't come and tell me, oh, well, I was born in poverty. That has nothing to do with what we're saying. All right? Don't tell me, oh, well, I was so disadvantaged. That has nothing to do with what happened in the womb. <laughs> okay? It has nothing to do with that. So, we are all given an equal opportunity right there in the womb. And you took that opportunity and bless God, you are here. So I thank God for you for winning that. And then not only that, okay, in your mother's womb, in your mother's womb for nine months, you won. So much could have gone wrong. I'm sure there were so many challenges. <laughs> if, if you just talk to your mother <laughs> and ask her, she would tell you. She would tell you a few things. How things might have gone wrong. But hey, here you are. Maybe even the, you, the, the doctors wrote you off. Here you are. So from your mother's womb. And you know what? God started working. He, he started working. Your calling even was determined in the womb. It was determined in the womb. So think about that. Right there. Before you could do anything. It's, um, it was Jeremiah. God said to Jeremiah. He says, um, in your mother's womb, I've ordained you a prophet in your mother's womb. From your mother's womb. Let's, let's, let's look at that scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah is one of the major prophets. And this guy was a very solid prophet. He was young. 
All right. God spoke to him. And he says in, uh, in verse 5 of Jeremiah. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Can you see? Before I formed you, I knew you. All right? Before you were born, I sanctified you. <laughs> I set you apart. Before you were born, you were already set apart. Come on. Yes. Then he says, I ordain you a prophet to the nations. Where? In the womb. In the womb. So you see, that's another layer of victory there. In the womb. The womb. There's <laughs> a, a, a layer of victory there. God declared it. He formed you in your mother's womb. And he knew you. He could see you. He saw everything about you. Alright? Then he sanctified you. He gave, he gave you the right personality. I'm telling you. He gave you the right personality for your assignment. He gave you the right gifts for your assignment. From your mother's womb, you were... You were conceived and you were formed for victory. You were formed for victory. Right inside there. When nobody could see you. When, when you couldn't see anybody. God was busy working. He was working in you. That's another layer of victory that is working there. So, you need to carry that consciousness with you. See, yeah. So instead of apologizing for who you are, come on, don't do that. That is an insult to God. That is an insult to the greatest artist, the master artist who crafted you and who shaped you and formed you according to his own imagination and according to his dream he formed you like that and now you are out and you compare yourself to somebody else and you say oh well I'm not like that stop it please stop it right now don't do that again okay don't insult God don't insult his intelligence yeah so you are different and it's okay to be different. Don't apologize for who you are. Don't. Be yourself and be confident in who you are. Be confident in who God has made you. So God was speaking to Jeremiah here. Why? Because Jeremiah was considering himself. He was just a youth and he was like, God, you can't call me. You can't do this. And, and God is saying, no, no, don't say he says, don't say. The Lord said to him in verse 7, do not say I'm a youth. Why? Because Jeremiah had said in the previous verse, he says, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. He needed to defeat, he needed to, to defeat that inferiority, that, that, that sense of 
uh, worthlessness. He needed to defeat that. And God was speaking to him. And God rebuked him and said, Do not say I'm a youth. For you shall go to whom I will send you. And whatever I command, whatever I command you, you shall speak. So don't say I don't have it. Don't say I am not able to. Don't say, don't say that. Instead of saying, instead of saying, well, I don't have the means, why don't you just sit down and say, Lord, okay, show me how to make this a reality. How do we do this? How do we make it happen? That's how you should, that's how you should approach things. That's how you should, uh, you should approach it instead of resigning and, and then quitting on, on what God wants to do through you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Last week I shared my, 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 my story of how, you know, the Lord walked out on me and I was so scared. My goodness. I've never had such an experience. And I pray you don't have such an experience. It will shake you to your bones. When you're making excuses, God does not. He, he has no room for excuses. None whatsoever. Yeah. That's why even when Adam tried to give an excuse, it didn't stand. <laughs> it didn't stand. And there's nobody that can give God a legitimate excuse as to why he failed in what God has asked him to do. Nobody. And please stop learning, stop rehearsing your excuses and start thinking of how you're going to make it happen. Okay? If you, if, if, if you feel trapped, just set aside time. Pray. Seek God. Alright? Seek God. Ask for the Lord to speak to you. Ask for the Holy Spirit to open your understanding. Ask Him to show you. Ask Him. And he will help you. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's there to help us. That's another layer of victory. The Holy Spirit himself. I'm telling you. You can't beat that. The world don't have him. The world can't receive him. But you and I have him. And we receive him. So because we have him. We, we, we have an advantage. We have an unfair advantage. But you know what? Many Christians. I believe that Christians are supposed to be on the top. Globally, they should be leading. You know, they should be leading the way. They should be making um, the, the children of this world to, um, to come to seek wisdom, to seek Counsel to seek advice to to seek guidance, like it happened in biblical days with people like Daniel and Joseph. Yes, should be happening today. Why is it not happening? Because we have withdrawn ourselves, and we just satisfied. We're just being churchy instead of stepping up. To start pursuing the will of God, the kingdom of God, advancing the purposes of God and the counsel of God. You know, a thought came through my mind as um, 
just this morning as I was driving, it just crossed my mind that God never gave Adam a car. <laughs> he never made a car. God never made, he never built a house for Adam. He gave him, he gave him the whole earth, right? God gave him the whole earth, put trees, and uh, he put gold under the ground, put, put water, and put uh, the sky, everything. But God didn't build a house for Adam. God didn't give Adam, um, he didn't give Adam a car. <laughs> he didn't make vehicles. And remember heaven, heaven has mansions, okay? Heaven has mansions. And heaven has vehicles. At least we know, because we read the book of Ezekiel, it tells you about the, the throne of God, it's the wheels. You know, the wheel and the wheel, and you, you see the technology of that throne. It's incredible when you read it. So, there are vehicles in heaven. That's what it means. There are roads. Tied with gold, or, you know, roads made with gold. All right? God never gave roads to, he never made roads for Adam. He didn't do any of that. But what did God do? God put Adam on the earth. Alright? God put Adam on the earth. And then, I mean, he blessed him. Okay? Blessed him. You need to understand the scope and the, 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 the dimensions which that blessing cover. It covers so much. And what we are seeing on the earth today is a little bit of that blessing that was placed on Adam. That's all, all we're seeing. Look at the technology. Now I'm speaking and you know you can see me, you can hear me and all of that. And God didn't make all of this. Man did. <laughs> yeah, man did. But why can't we Christians get up and start thinking God, where have you called me to function? What can I do? How can I be? How can I be a victor in this area? You know, because the other thing is that your area of assignment, your area of calling is an area where you have been called and equipped, empowered, and anointed for victory. So it's up to you to identify that. It is in you already that you need to materialize your victory. Victory starts in the spirit, but it's supposed to manifest in the natural. So you, the ability to take from the spirit a spiritual reality and materialize it and 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 Reveal it to the world is what we need to, is what is lacking. And that's why the church appears to be weak in this generation. We need to be able to take the supernatural, bring it, 
and materialize it and make it become so natural. <laughs> Everybody is in awe. There is the, 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 the um, level of resources that God has invested in us are unlimited. They are unlimited. And that's why you must not allow anybody to limit you. Some of us have been limited by our education. Some of us have been limited by our training. Let's get out of that. Okay? And start to, to, start, uh, to unlock what God has placed in us. Hallelujah. If you can get into the realm of the Spirit and see it in heaven, you can you have the freedom and the liberty to make it happen on earth. Alright? So man has over the years been able to defeat the challenge of transportation, okay, because of the kind of technology. You know, remember the the first industrial revolution, we had the first industrial revolution, then we have the second, and then the third, and then the fourth now, and we're getting into the fifth industrial revolution. What is happening? If you go study history, you see that this revolution, the first industrial revolution came on the back of a major revival. After the mighty move of God, it was the move of God that birthed this thing. That catapulted man into another level of experience. That's when we now have engines were now created, you know, and and vehicles begin to they, they, they began to put put things together to make vehicles. How is that possible? That I'm telling you, my goodness, I'm excited already just talking about. There is nothing you cannot be victorious over. Nothing. Believe me, nothing. God has put in you what it takes. The Bible says that he has given to us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Okay? Remember, life and godliness, yes, through the knowledge of him who called us by virtue. Let me read that in um, let's read that in in Second Peter. Yes. Second Peter verse chapter one, verse three. He says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. I'll stop there. He has given us all things that pertain to what? Life. And godliness. Sometimes we read it it's as if he has only given us all things that pertain to godliness. No. Life and godliness. All things is given to us. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's given to us all things. So what is it in life that seems to be defeating you. What is it? 
Ask yourself, what is defeating you? What is it? Is it poverty? Is it poverty? <laughs> I want you to know that poverty has already been defeated on the cross. That's another layer of victory. <laughs> <coughs> the cross is another layer of victory. Yeah. Jesus has defeated it. The poverty we see now on earth is artificial. It's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's man-made. But you see, if you go have victory over poverty, let me give you, <clears throat> let me give you an example. Uh, <clears throat> I have shared my experience before. How I was praying. In the place of prayer, I had a vision and I saw a flat screen TV. This was in the 80s. Can you imagine that? A flat screen TV. I saw this TV flat on the wall. And I told my friends, <laughs> look at can you imagine the kind of TV I saw? And that was a time that TVs, the bigger the TV, the better you were, the more, you know, people envied you. <clears throat> so, people had massive TVs and uh, they would lock it in a they would open the cupboard and you would see a TV. You know, it was that time. So at that time, God was showing me a flat screen. If I knew then what I know now, you know what I would have done? I would have started working on what I saw. What I saw in the spirit. I would have worked on how to translate it. have sorted my financial issues for generations. But I didn't. I was just busy. That was where it remained. So when you start pressing into the spirit, God begins to give you glimpses. God begins to show you things. He gives you a glimpse of something in heaven and the reason why he shows you that is so that you can bring it to the earth. Christians should have the, 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 the answer to things like cancer. A Christian should be in the place of prayer. You're praying. Me And you should commune with God. Get to the point where the Holy Spirit will show you. And then you come back with that. And you, you bring victory to humanity over this nonsense. That's, where, that's, that's, that's what baffles me. How we have deprived our generation so much, so much. I tell you, God, God is going to, God is going to question us. We're going to answer when we stand before God. As, as, as a generation, we who know God, we, are, we who are children of God, this generation, when we stand before God, we're going to account for these failures. I'm telling you. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm telling you, let us pray that God would help us 
And instead of being so self-absorbed and you're so overcome by your current situation, so overcome by your current situation that you can't even think outside that. You, 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 can't, you can't see the bigger picture. You can't see that God wants to he wants to birth something through you. You, you. you can't see that. and you, you, You're just trapped in that place. I want, this, I, want, I, want, I want you to be liberated from that way of thinking. And start seeing all the layers of victory that God has, has put. My goodness. If God can show you something, that, that alone it's a layer of victory. That is victory already. Once you can see it, that means you are one among many that, you know, that God has chosen to show something. He's chosen to show something. One of the things the Lord said to me about, about our congregation, and which I have said many times, is that it's going to be one of the most well-resourced congregations in this nation. And I say it without, you know, this is the first time I'm saying it on, on, on air like this, but I've mentioned it many times. So, if, we, if we're going to be like that, if, 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 if that is going to happen, we can't remain in the same mold, the same way of thinking. I just, just, just feeling defeated because of some temporary setbacks. Because, of, because the enemy arranged some roadblocks around you, then now you start getting depressed. What's, what's wrong with you? Huh? What's wrong with you? God made you in his image after his likeness, blessed you, and gave you all things that pertain to life of godliness. And you're, you're crossing your hands and then, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. Stop that. You should know better. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. And if, if, you, if you have to take any mountain, take it on. Take it on. Take it on with excitement. Take it on. You have to face any giant, go for it. I'm telling you. I've taken many giants and I'm still taking some more. And it is, um, it's a pleasure. handle certain challenges. So, but at the end of all of this, by the time God is finished with us, I'm telling you, by the time God is finished with us, we're going to be a living testimony. A testimony that will encourage many people. We're going to be a people that can help to show many other people way to victory. It doesn't matter whatever the situation is. It really doesn't matter. Okay? Stop crying about uh, okay, maybe you're that person, you don't have accommodation and you say, oh well, you know, uh, things are so terrible for me. Go to the place of prayer. Let me give you one of the recipes that God gave Joshua for victory. 
16. One of the recipes that God gave Joshua for victory is in, um, in Joshua chapter 1. There are many things that God gave Joshua, but I just want to take, just take one of them. All right? In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Lord says to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's look at that for a bit. All right? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. All right? You shall meditate in it day and night. Remember, Joshua was filling the shoes of Moses. Joshua didn't see the burning bush. He didn't have a face-to-face relationship with God like Moses. He didn't didn't have the kind of of authority that, that Moses had. He didn't rescue people out of a whole nation like Moses. He didn't have the experience of this guy is just young and, you know, at best, he was just hanging around Moses, serving Moses, and, and, and that's all. So the experiences he had was just in God's presence with, with Moses in the tent and all of that. So, but now he is faced with the task of leading the entire nation into conquest. I recommend you go read the book of Joshua. It will inspire you. Okay. So God tells him that well, what you need is to ensure that the book of the law does not depart from your mouth. In other words, don't stop speaking what God has said. Don't stop it. Doesn't matter what anybody's opinion is, continue to declare what God has said. They can laugh at you. It's okay. Continue. All right? Let it not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Then you need to spend time. Make time for meditation, Joshua. Many Christians today don't make time for meditation. They meditate more on the news. They meditate more on the media, what the media is saying. They meditate on the reports, the current report on the on the, the rates of uh, infection of, of the virus, the coronavirus. The Omicron now is, ooh, everybody's concerned. Nations are closing their borders to us because of Omicron. And God's people are getting, oh my God, you know, Omicron, Omicron. No, don't meditate on that. What is God saying? Meditate on that. Okay. You say what God says and meditate on what God is saying. Meditate on God's word day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Then he says, when you do that, it is in the place of meditation that you begin to see. Okay? You begin to see your battle strategy. 
You're, you're about to go into battle, yes. Okay, you are faced, you're surrounded, you don't know what to do, it's okay. Just meditate, make time. You know, make time, continue, declare the word, make time, be with God. And continue to meditate on the word of God. It will come clear to you. So, he says, you observe to do according to all that is written in it. You now begin to apply what has been written. You begin to apply what God is revealing. Begin to apply what God is saying. When you begin to do that, continue to do that. Don't stop. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Continue. Make that a lifestyle. Okay? Don't say, well, oh, that's just for pastors. No. No. Don't say that. If you say that, you will miss out completely. Okay? Yeah, go study a man like George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was a slave. I mean, he was raised during the time of slavery. Okay, a black man that was highly disadvantaged. It was at a time blacks were not allowed to go to school. They were not allowed to go to school. George Washington Carver was, uh, he, he was able to sneak in and, you know, and learn and learn and learn. And his mother continued to encourage him to read read and learn until he became a scientist. He became a scientist. Can you imagine? Yes. But then what did he do? He was spending his time in the word of God. In his lab, he had a Bible. In his lab, you know, his day and night. He's meditating day and night. He's engaging the Father day and night. He's speaking to God day and night. Oh, Mr. Creator, tell me, what is the secret of the universe? He will ask God to speak to him. God says, your brain cannot handle the secret of the universe. You know? And, 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 and so on. He would continue. He would continue like that until God gave him the secret of the peanut. And it was at a time of depression. A lot of poverty in the black community. George Washington Carver came up with patents. Today we enjoy peanut butter thanks to George Washington Carver. Over 600 patents from peanut all because of someone that was meditating day and night. Hallelujah. Combine it with his scientific studies. You need to combine your, your studies or your field of endeavor, your field of expertise with the meditation of the Word of God. and Bring that together. Don't detach them. Bring them together and the result can change the world. My time is up. I have to stop here. Father, I pray for your people. I rebuke every spirit, every spirit that keeps them in defeat, that brings a wrong mindset, a victim mindset. Lord, my God, a mindset that continues to meditate on the wrong things. Lord, I just ask, O oh Father, that the light of your word will shine, shine, O oh God, People right now. And Lord God, let, let 
whatever habits have been picked up over the years, let them be washed by your word that I have spoken. Lord, let there be liberty to raise your people and make them formidable, O God. Even as you told me, Lord, I just ask that that will begin to manifest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to receive him into your heart, I want to pray for you right now. Just repeat this after me with all your heart. Mean it from the depth of your heart. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for dying for me. You died and you rose for me. I believe Confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins. I receive you right now by faith. Change my heart. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my Brother, my sister, who just prayed this prayer. Pray, oh God, that you would manifest, manifest yourself to them. Lord, let them experience the joy of salvation right now. Let your kingdom come upon them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before we go, you want to give, you want to give your offer. Maybe you haven't given yet and you want to do that. The details are on the screen. Just go ahead and do that. You can scan, use the QR code and, and, and make your, pay, your payment. Father, I pray for your people. The people, uh, those who have given and those who are giving right now, I ask, oh God, for, for um, your, your, your spirit to move, oh God, the spirit of wisdom, Lord God. Ideas, creative ideas, wealth generating ideas, financial wisdom. I, I speak, oh Father, jobs, promotion, opportunities to come their way, increase on every side. I release that over them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you real good. We'll see you same time next week. Talk to someone. Share this. Share, 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 share with your loved ones and your friends. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.